Hello, and welcome to the Macabre Family Podcast. Before we get started, I would like to say a special happy birthday to my sister and Macabre Family co-host, Gicky. Happy birthday, Gicky. Happy birthday. Today we have our finale of October Oddities, and I think we're going to do a theme for every month. And I know you had mentioned earlier that you were like, let's do murders around Thanksgiving. Yeah, like... That happened, like, maybe um, all, some of the people at the Thanksgiving table actually got killed, or, like... Thanksgiving murders? Yeah. Because they, ha- I know there's Christmas murders they have. Ooh, I know what I want to do for December. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about a place near and dear to all our hearts here at the Macabre Family HQ. And when I say near, I mean very near, because we live on it. Witch Trot Road in South Browick, Maine. Yay! Growing up, we heard stories about why this road is named Witch Trot Road, and it's always a variation of the story I'm going to tell you. Wait. Yep. I just read something. It was either, like, right right after you'd done the trailer for the podcast, like, that you handed me, like, um, a story about, like, what happened, like, one murder that happened in South Brook. Yep. It was, like, we were actually, it was somewhere around here that we were talking about it was on Emery's Bridge Road. Yep, okay then. Yeah, we were talking about it, and, like, the thing ended up coming down to this road, like, halfway, like... Yeah. Where Bennett Road is. It's an old, old, old case that I told you about. Okay. So, I have seen our road on spooky road lists and haunted road lists and all that, so I never really understood it growing up because I literally grew up in the middle of the road and never really got spooked out or anything like that. Are we in the top ten of spookiest roads in Maine? No. Maybe. In Maine. Maybe. I don't know. But I know, like, if you type in Witch Trot Road, it's usually, like, the haunting road in Maine. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. I think I know what I want to do after this. What? Type that in. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I think this case is perfect for Halloween weekend, and it's my favorite time of year. What's yours? Thanksgiving. It's cause I you love can, stuffing. I say you you like it because you can eat. <laughs> yeah, mostly stuffing. <laughs> so, my sources for this case are historyofmassachusetts.org, the witchcraft trial of George Burroughs, seacoastonline.com, the witches and witchcraft in Wells and Arundel, and thought.com. I have a question. Go, of course, go ahead. The first link... That was had Massachusetts in it. Historyofmassachusetts.org? Yeah. Yep. Was it because... Is it... When it says Massachusetts in it, is it because Maine used to be Massachusetts? Oh, let me just tell you the story and you'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> How's that? Uh, I have to wait. You do. But that's the whole point of me telling you a story. It's a story. But I also like the juicy part. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you all the juicy stuff. So there you go. Yay. We all know about the Salem Witch Trials. Yeah. And oh, the yeah, map. When, I, when oh. I made the comment about, about Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody loves that. that. And the mass hysteria that happened in Salem, Mass in 1692. What I'm betting most people didn't know was that it came all the way up here to a little area of the world in southern Maine. Right? On August 19th, 1692, Reverend George Burroughs was hanged as a witch, quote-unquote. Yes. 
George Burroughs was a reverend. What's that? A priest? Preacher? Uh. Minister? Now, we're going to get into how he got to on the gallows and how this has to do with Witchtrot Road in South Broke, Maine. Wait. Yes. Just like I'm pretty sure I asked before. Go in ahead. another episode. Yeah? The gallows are like from Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Yep. The, it's a big it's like structure. Drop, like they pull out this thing from under you? Yep. But okay. back, you could do it. They did it with a tree, too. Like they just mm-hmm. threw a rope over a tree and... Yeah. Stuff like that. George Burroughs was actually not even born here at all. He was born in Suffolk, England in 1652 and came to the Massachusetts Bay Colony settlement of Roxbury with his parents when he was a child. There are places that say before they ended up in Mass, they lived in Virginia. But when it comes to these old school cases, the facts end up getting all muddled with time. Oh, hey, in social studies today, I just learned about Virginia. Yeah. about Jamestown, how it's like the first thing ever and a lot of bad stuff happened there. Oh, uh, maybe. Colony was completely disappeared. Roanoke. Oh, no, we're no longer talking about Roanoke. Like, a different colony totally disappeared other than Roanoke. Oh, well, then maybe that's stuff we can look into someday. Yay. Um, not a whole lot is known about his father. I found three different options people say who his dad was. I'm not even going to get into it because I'm not Maury Povich and I do not know who his father was. <laughs> do you even know who Maury Povich is? Nope. Okay. <laughs> He's a TV show host that would used to um, do segments like a talk show. And he would do segments on who was the father. Like people would come up there and not know who the father was. And they do paternity tests and all that fun stuff. Wait, do you say Maury? Maury. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me and Fluffy watched that show. There you and go. Gigi did too, yeah. <laughs> George graduated from Harvard in 1670, and in 1673, he married his first wife, wife, Hannah Fisher. In 1674, George and Hannah moved to Falmouth, Maine, where he was a pastor at Falmouth Con- Congregation. Oh my God. Con- Congregation. I can't Congregation. Congregation. <laughs> he was a pastor at Fal- Falmouth Church. <laughs> Wait, wait, do you think Hannah is related to the people that created Fisher Plows? Uh, probably not. I don't know. He was a cool. he was a pastor at this church until August 11th, 1676, when the town was attacked during a Wabanaki raid. Oh, that's sad. Well, stay off of their land, man. The yeah, survi- that's what I'm saying. Why would oh, they yeah. call on their land? The survivors of the raid fled to an island in Casco Bay. Among the survivors were the Burroughs and the Lewis family. A person I want you to remember is Mercy Lewis. If you know anything about the Salem witch trials, I'm sure your ears perked up a little bit. And you don't know anything. You guys haven't learned about that yet? Well, I mean... From what? I did. From here. Well, that was the Connecticut witch trials, remember? Oh, I thought we did talk... Oh, yeah, when I was saying Salem. Yep. yep. Now I remember when I... Yep. <laughs> On the island in Casco Bay, they were for, they forged for food and survived together until they were rescued. Once they were rescued, George and Hannah, along with some of the, some other of the refugees, relocated to Salisbury, Mass., where George served as a minister until 1680. At this time, he received an offer to be the minister at Salem Village Church. 
when George and Hannah went to Salem, they stayed with John Putnam Sr. and his wife Rebecca while the parsonage was being repaired. So, like, their house for the preacher. You may be thinking, what a nice family to take them in, right? Like, that was nice of them to bring in the people to stay with them. This sounds like the people I learned about today. Because when they were sailing, like, the colonies from England, yep. half of the people on there, like, there was a hundred people, half of them were gentlemen who could not do any work and just sat all day and watched them. They couldn't do work or they didn't want to? Uh, both. Like, if you became a gentleman, you wouldn't want to work. No, it's and just... And you also could like, pretty much couldn't. No, it was just, they were lazy, they didn't want to, because they were gentlemen, they were prestigious. That's why, that's why I'm saying they couldn't. No, they could. They just didn't want to. Yeah. There you go. A little bit about the Putnam family is that during this time, if you cross them, you would most likely find yourself on the gallows. That's scary. They testified against five people during the Salem witch hysteria, and all but one would die during that time. Wait, only one person they testified against died? No. All but one would die. Oh, geez. That's just horrible. So, so right. Go ahead. They could have been lying, and, like, the people that testified. So the Salem Witch, so they testified against people during the Salem Witch Trials, and as we know, the Salem Witch Trials were all lies and bullshit. So we're going to take a break here, and we'll be right back. This is Homegrown Horror. I'm a mainer. Does anybody do ticks, Bridget Fonda? I have very terrible taste in TV, and apparently I also have terrible taste in movies. These creamy mouths. Yeah, welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Did you sign that paperwork before you saw it? And I'm a dude from away. There's so many smutty nose. This whole place is filled with anacondas. Pokey, our dear Pokey. I'm not that nice of a person. And so we're going to tell you about some spooktacular stuff specific to Maine. (laughs) And we're back. Finally, yeah. (laughs) Finally, the minister's house was all done, so the Burroughs family moved in. When they did, they hired a maid named a maid named Mercy Lewis. Do you remember her? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You just told me you remember her. All right, I did. She was a refugee with them when they um, their town got raided. thinking that they were helping a fellow raid survivor and neighbor from Maine. Even before the hysteria of the Salem Witch Trials, Salem was a shit shit show, to say the least. Oh my god, that was hard. (laughs) Neighbors were constantly fighting with each other. The previous minister, who George was taking over for, James Bailey, got in the middle of these feuds trying to help resolve them. He ended up resigning because the parishioners stopped paying his salary. So, back then... And I don't know if it's the same now, but when you're a minister, the people that come to your church are the ones that pay for your salary. So, George started to encounter the same problems as James did. Not only the same, but actually worse. The parishioners who were friends with James started to be hostile to George because they were mad that somebody else was coming in and taking over for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, once again, the salary of the minister of Salem Church was not being paid, so George was not getting his paycheck. Oh, that's sad. Well, yeah. Once again, uh, oh, sorry, not once again, huh? During this time, Hannah and Hannah ended up passing away during childbirth in September 1681, yeah. And because he wasn't being fully paid, he needed to borrow money for a funeral from John Putnam, the man that took him in when they first moved there. 
Now let me remind you, being on the bad side of the Putnams does not bode well for people. So hopefully he can pay them back and be in their good graces. Pretty much right after Hannah died, George remarried. So this was actually pretty common back then. He was a widower with a newborn and three young children, so he needed help. So right after his wife died in childbirth, he got remarried right away. Oh, jeez. But, I mean, he needed help. He uh, married Sarah Ruck Hathorne. She stayed in Salem for... He stayed in Salem for two more years, but when he wasn't getting any money at all from his job at the church, he decided it was time to leave and find a ministry, ministry that actually paid. The settlement in Falmouth was being resettled as it was, so the place where they got raided yeah. was being rebuilt. Oh, wait. There's such thing as raids in Minecraft, and you uh -huh. get emeralds and totems of undying in it. Oh, neato. Yeah. So, <laughs> George decided to pack up his family and move back there to resume his old post as minister of, of Falmouth Church. Mercy Lewis stayed behind and, with some other girls, made quite the mess of Salem, but we will get into that. So, May 3rd, 1863, I mean 1683, <laughs> George traveled back to Salem Village to meet the with the village committee and settle his accounts. This was a huge mistake on his part. If he just cut his losses and never returned to Salem, we may not even know his name. During the meeting, John Putnam, do you remember him? The guy that took him in and he helped pay for his wife's funeral? Yep. He had George arrested for failure to repay the funeral debt. Nathaniel Ingersoll and five others paid a 15-pound bond to keep George out of jail. Once he was free... He hightailed it out of Salem and went back to Falmouth. In 1689, his second wife, Sarah, died, most likely giving birth to their fourth child together. So, that's eight kids he has now. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. In 1690, George moved his family to Wells, Maine and remarried a woman named Mary. I checked everywhere and the only maiden name I found for Mary was Hall. But... Even that's questionable because everywhere else has her is just as Mary. He had her, uh, he had one daughter with her. In Wells, he continued to preach and was the town's minister. So, April 30th, 1692, George had lived a full 20, 20, ha, two years happily in Wells, Maine. Little did he know that Captain John Walcott and Thomas Putnam, which is, I believe, the son of John Putnam, were uh, from Salem Village, filed a complaint against him and five other people for the charge of witchcraft. They filed this complaint on behalf of the afflicted girls. They were Mary Walcott, the captain's daughter, uh, Marcy, Mercy Lewis, his old maid, Abigail Williams, Ann Putnam Jr., part of the Putnam family, Susanna Sheldon, and Elizabeth Hubbard. Before we get too far into that, I just want to pause and talk about how the group of girls just helped basically murder 19 people. After this all happened, there were some recants and whatnot, but none of these girls ended up getting in trouble for basically making up stories, getting people charged with witchcraft. 
So basically, 19 people died, and most the girls mostly were the ones that were the like putting out accusations about them. Can you believe that? No. What are you doing? I couldn't tell if the call was recording or not. I told I can see it's recording. <laughs> well, once that happened and it wasn't, so it was like I couldn't see it because my screen was too far up. Yeah. So, uh, it's kind of like family quarrels and not being liked is what got these people accused, kind of. Wait, does that mean, like, family fights? Like, like people, f- different families fighting with each other, yeah. Yeah. The reason for George being accused is never really known, but the theory I'm going to go with is that he still owed money to the Putnam's family for the funeral and the resentment over his time as minister in Salem Village. Either way, neither is a good enough reason to accuse somebody of being a witch, especially not a priest. Yeah, that sounds even worse. Right? That same day, an arrest warrant was issued for George in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Portsmouth! Yeah, this warrant was carried out by Major Alicia Alicia Hutchinson and Field Marshal Jonathan Partridge. And I looked it up, and Alicia, or Alicia, or whatever, is a guy. The I was peop- about to say, wait, that sounds cool. I didn't think women would have that job back no. then. No, yeah, I, that's what I thought too. So I had to look it up, and no, it's it's a dude. <laughs> Sad. That's mean. The people going to arrest George had to be discreet about doing it. They were afraid he was going to be tipped off and escape, since they knew he had many friends and parishioners where he was that adored him. So there's a quote in the book in a book about his arrest called Salem Witchcraft by Charles W. Upham. I'm going to read it, okay? Wait, Upham? Upham. Upham. Uh, I don't Qu- know if you, like, they might have been related to the other people. Upton? Upton? The pr- police officer in South Berwick? Yeah, either yeah. that or the other guys that you were talking about. Upham. Upham, sorry. <laughs> Upham. Like, the family. Putnam. That's Putnam. Yeah, Yeah, no, this is Upham. Like, U-P-H-A-M. Upham. Quote, it was... Excuse me. (laughs) Quote, it was necessary to be at once cautious and rapid in their movements to prevent the public from getting information which, by reaching the ears of Burroughs, might put him on his guard. It was no easy thing to secure him at the great distance of his place of residence. It... He... If he should become appraised of what was going on, his escape into motor and inaccessible sentiments would have been would have baffled the whole scheme. Nothing therefore was done at the village, but the steps to arrest him arrest him originated in Bo- at Boston. Alicia Hutchinson, a magistrate there, issued the proper order addressed to John Partridge in Portsmouth, Field Marshal of the Provinces of New Hampshire and Maine, dated April thirtieth, sixteen ninety two. To arrest George Burroughs, preacher at Wells, he being suspected of a confederacy with the devil, when we consider the distance and the circumstances of travel at the time, it is evident that the officers charged with the service service acted with the greatest promptitude, so I don't even know, and energy. The tradition is that they found Mr. Burroughs in his humble home partaking of his frugal meal that he was snatched from the table without a moment's opportunity to provide for his family or prepare himself for the journey, and hurried on his way roughly and without the least explanation of what it all meant. 
unquote. So they basically busted into his house while he was having dinner and snatched him to arrest him without him knowing really what was going on. He didn't even get to say goodbye to his family? Like, yeah, see you later. <laughs> on Bye. May Yeah, right? It sucks. On May 4th, George was arrested at in Wells. Now, here is the part of the story we've been waiting for. Because I'm sure you're thinking, okay, this is about Wishtrot Road, and we're just talking about a guy who... That's not even near. Well, Wells is the couple towns over. Yeah, like, I meant, like, near the road. Oh, yeah. Well, George traveling back to Salem as a prisoner, George offered to show Hutchinson and Partridge the shortest route back to Salem. Now, why... They ended up listening to him, I'm not quite sure. But George showed them a path through the woods of South Berwick, Maine. Now, this is this path is what we call Wichtrot Road now, which is the road we live on, which is actually where we are right now. Well, we're off of the road, but basically. Don't give them too many hints <laughs> in case they're stalkers. I doubt it. You never know. While they were traveling on the road or path or whatever you want to call it, there was a huge, terrible lightning storm. This storm was so bad, it not only spooked the horses, but scared the men. Shitless. Okay, picture that happening. Move your hands from your face. <laughs> the horses rushed through the woods at, at a high-speed trot, Instead of thinking about the fact that the storm is a storm, the lawmen were convinced that George caused the storm by witchcraft. When they arrived in Salem, George was brought to jail. George was brought to the meeting house in Salem Village to be examined. In the examinations, they check the accused body for, like, witch's marks, which is, like, extra yeah. nipples or moles or this, that, and the other thing. And he, they interrogate them. After all this was said and done, George was charged with four counts of witchcraft and brought back to the dungeon of Salem Jail, which is literally literally like a dungeon. It was a fucking mess. They treated the accused like literal garbage. That's wrong. Now, I definitely want to do, like, a whole series on the Salem Witch Trials, which is now on my list, and that's... Every day that goes by that I do research and I learn different stuff from different things. It's you like, but, a lot of different stuff to that list. Exactly. The list is long. Like, wait, I have wait. your little post-it note here about who I'm supposed to do. Ronald Lee White. Yep. It's from Joe Kenda. You right. love it. I do. It's his second most, like, there was the second person I was most scared of other than that guy that my dad said don't suggest because you think he gets too much attention. Oh, okay. May 11th, another accused witch named Margaret Jacobs confessed to being a witch and said her grandfather George Jacobs and George Burroughs were witches as well. So this happened a lot. I'm not going to get crazy into it, but like when people were accused of being witches, they accused other people. To drag them down with them. Not really. So you've heard of a false confession, right? Where People will confess because the police are like, if you just tell us the truth or you just tell us what we want to hear, like this, that, and the other thing, we'll let you go. You could go home. So and they would they, be like... They did that in the Connecticut. Yeah, exactly. And so, they lied and they didn't get to go home after they betrayed people. Yep. There's just... They were like, she... This person probably thought, like, a lot of people that accused people were, that were being accused were like, 
if I give them these names and say it's their fault I'm being accused, maybe I get to go home. So, false confessions happened, and we, like you said, we learned about it at the Connecticut Wish Trials when we did that episode. Wasn't that the first episode? Yeah, I was your first guest. You are my first guest. Fancy. Ooh, when we get to 100 episodes, if I'm on it, we should have a celebration. We should. We should have a celebration when we get to 50. Yeah, that's true. So, poor George had to sit in jail from May until August 5th for his trial. They said that George was recruited by the devil so he could convince his parishioners to become witches. The idea that a minister could be swayed by the devil made the Puritans of Salem terrified and actually made George's trial one of the most significant trials of all of the witch trials. Well, think about it. Ministers aren't supposed to be God's right hand or God's voice or whatever. And to think that one of them was part of the devil was scary for people. Because religion was pretty much everybody sing back then. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they were super. But even so, like, it's just, these are people that are, you know what I mean? Yeah. Wait, where is the, I thought, huh. I thought I, I, I talked about how many people, the names of the women that were accusers. I don't know. So, a large crowd gathered at the courthouse to witness a trial. 30 people testified against George during his trial. Oh, wait, I did, we did talk about the main accusers, those girls, right? Okay. Some of what they said was that he had superhuman strength. And he was secretive, and he knew what his wife said, even if he wasn't around. I don't know. The main accusers, that group of girls, said that George killed members of his family and people in the community. Um, Now, yeah. Now, this is something that they could have looked into. You know what I mean? Like, they could have checked. Like, if they, they, one of them was that he stabbed his first wife. Like, wouldn't they have noticed that? And even at the hospital when she died. Well, not the hospital. This is in the 1800s or 1600s. There there wasn't a hospital. Like, people gave birth in their house and stuff like that. What, they didn't have a doctor? Um, They had doctors, but their doctors were usually barbarous, too. They were? Yep. That's weird. Well, this is the 1600s, but this isn't, like, uh, now. I think that would still be weird. My doctor would be my doctor plus... You cut your hair. That cuts my hair. Yeah, well, that was a thing back then. So, it's just crazy that for them to be like, yeah, he murdered people, and they're like, oh yeah, that sounds good. We'll we'll go with it. <laughs> On August nineteenth, sixteen ninety two, George Burroughs, along with George Jacobs, remember him, his his granddaughter, mm-hmm. said, John Proctor, John Willard, and Martha. Carrier were brought by cart to the execution site at Proctor's Ledge near Gallows Hill. So Proctor's Ledge is still there in That's Salem. Me. I have the addresses. I know after Halloween I want to go to Salem, but going right now it's just like everybody goes. But I want to take you to these sites after, like all the big crowds are gone. You know. Ooh, I just want. What? Just thinking of big crowds like. You know how the like you can go to the White House and have like a tour. Yeah. I wonder if anybody got murdered at the White House. 
Um, probably not during a tour, but I'm sure. Well, they said uh, Abraham Lincoln's bedroom's haunted. Ooh, Abraham Lincoln bed. I, there's like different bedrooms, and they do say the White House is haunted. But you do know uh, the first White House actually burnt down. Yeah, like the first White. Oh wait, who was the first president? George Washington. Okay, yeah, it was a different White House, but like. Even George Washington never actually had a White House. Yeah, I don't think he did. Not like a White House, I'm saying, like a building. Yeah. So, there was a large crowd, as there always was at events like this, and in the crowd was Reverend Cotton Mather. When it was George Burroughs' turn at the hangman's noose, he climbed the ladder and gave an eloquent speech declaring his innocence and then reciting the Lord's Prayer flawlessly. This made the crowd uncomfortable with what he was about what was about to happen because it was said that witches couldn't recite the Lord's Prayer. It is said that some people in the crowd tried to stop the execution due to this fact alone. And Reverend Cotton Mather like got on his horse and was like, No, he's not an actual priest and da 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 like to make sure that this went through. It did. <laughs> And George Burroughs was hung on August 19th, 1692, the only minister to ever be killed during the whole Salem witch trial hysteria. That's horrible. Right? On October 17th, 1711, the court cleared the name of George Burroughs and over 20 other convicted witches. It didn't take them long to be completely and utterly ashamed of what went down during that time. In 1992, the Salem Witch Trials Memorial was built in Salem, Mass., and the marker was established for George Burroughs and all the other victims of the trials. And in 2017, the Proctor's Ledge Memorial was built in the marker, and a marker was put there for George as well as all the other people that were killed. So this is a long way around a short story about our road, right? <laughs> yep. But I thought it would mean more if we could get the full story on what happened and why Witch Trot Road got its name. And it's legend, basically. So the story is a true is true. A man was trotted down our little road in Southbrook, Maine, all the way to Salem, Massachusetts, to be hung as a witch. And that's like the kind of the story I grew up hearing, but I heard it was witches like more than one. But it was just one poor minister that, you know, got accused by being a witch because he owed some people money and people didn't like him. So sometimes the truth is stranger than the fiction, right? Yeah. A man trying to live his life owed money to a family for his wife's funeral and he got caught up in the witch trials for that reason. I mean, can you imagine owing somebody money and then being like, you're a witch! Time to go! <laughs> bye Bye-bye! Bye-bye! I can understand why... People think our road is freaky, you know, yeah. all, the, all the twists and turns and stuff like that. And when Yaya first moved to the road as a kid, the road was dirt and there was like no houses on it. So. Wait, I have a question. Yeah. So Yaya moved here, right? Yep. And then when she had you guys moved away, right? Well, we moved away when I was five or six. Yeah. And then you moved... Somewhere else. We lived in Lebanon, Maine. Yeah. And then we moved back here. Yeah, I was just so confused by that. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I also, like, when I'm on my way home at night from work and there are no other cars, it does, the road does have kind of like an eerie feeling about it. Yeah. A little bit. 
Well, it's been really foggy once when we were coming home. Yeah. And then it was also snowing at the same time, which is weird. Creepy. Yeah, so. it was so weird. They look cute at the same time. Cute. cute. <laughs> yeah. Thinking about, I was thinking about um, Gemma for a second. Sorry. So, um, I'm going to do a video of us driving down the road, and then I'll post it to the social media so people can kind of get the understanding of the road. I we hope everyone... I'm going to. I, hope... I was going to say, we should do that at night. I'm going to, yeah. I hope everyone has an amazing, spooky, but safe Halloween weekend. Uh, don't forget, if you're in the area of Portsmouth, New Hampshire, to check out the Halloween parade on Sunday, and that starts at 7 p.m. Don't forget to like and follow us on all our social media accounts, Facebook at The Macaw Family Podcast, Instagram at Macaw Family, TikTok at The Macaw Family Podcast. Also, like and review us on Apple Podcasts, and if you do that, I will read your review on air. So did make it check? good. Did you huh. check this week? I did. Is there a new one? Not yet. Um. Also, you can email us at macabrefamilypod at gmail.com. That's M-A-C-A-B-R-E F-A-M-I-L-Y-P-O-D at gmail.com. Enjoy I the... I rem- really enjoy the email, please. Yes. <laughs> enjoy the remainder of the spooky season and stay spooky. Bye.